0: Into the Archives with Peter Fleming. A quest for the lost children's television classics of Peter Fleming. Presented by me, Peter Fleming. This week, episode six, the final, the the last in the series. Well, uh, hello there, my friends. Uh, Peter Fleming here, creator of all the most imaginative television programs of your childhood, from Tom the eccentric cat to Billy the eccentric dog. Uh, I'm out on location today, and with good reason. I know I'd promised this week to look back at Captain Peculiar's sinking ships and a really fascinating disaster that took place at a publicity event, but I'm afraid a few days ago I received a letter from the Maritime Museum in Exeter who asked me not to go into it out of respect for the families of those affected. Uh, Fortunately, I would have been changing my plans anyway, as at the exact same moment I received the letter I've been waiting for ever since I started this appeal. Uh, I'm here to meet Roger, a television hunter who believes he has found a missing episode. Uh, this one from my fondly remembered, uh, by some, series, Is It My Birthday? Uh, now, I, I, I mustn't get my hopes up. I, I know I've been victim to hoaxes in the past, of course, but uh, I, I can't help feeling optimistic, you know. I, I do every time. I, I'm not sure how long it'll be before he gets here, as I uh, haven't got a watch. But he, he said to meet him here at noon. And that, that can't be far off now. Uh, so, uh, so while we're waiting for him, and we'll have a chat once he gets here, uh, I-, I may as well refresh your memories about the programme. This is... Peter Remembers. Well, I'm sure you'll agree, one of the most agonising feelings a child can experience is the wait for their birthday. Uh, and I decided we should show impatient children around the country that they weren't alone. So, in 1969 viewers were first introduced to Daniel, a boy who in each daily episode would get up, face the camera, and ask the unseen narrator if it was his birthday. And more often than not, the answer would be no, and he'd get back into bed. It might sound quite tedious at first, and you know the children agreed. And so, with the threat hanging over us that we mightn't last our first week, we decided to bring forward Daniel's birthday extravaganza, Uh, We've been granted an extended hour-long slot against all the odds, so we were able to show in full Daniel's thrilling trip to Blackpool, his ride in a hot air balloon, and his triumph over a villainous criminal gang. And we were vindicated. Uh, The next day, children were all talking about it in school It even made the papers. And decades on, there's a whole generation that still remembers just how marvellous the episode was. And just how disappointed they were when they tuned in the next day and it was unbelievably boring again. And, uh, And this cycle continued for about five years. People being incredibly excited for a day or so, then bored out of their wits for the remaining 364 with the exception of 1972, of course. Uh, it was a leap year, it was even worse. Uh, so they did what they could to shuffle us about the schedule and mitigate any damage, as they saw it, uh, usually put us out late at night on BBC Two, just before close down. Sometimes just after close down, I don't even know how they managed manage that. But I'm still very proud of those birthday episodes, and hopefully it's one of those that Roger has found. Uh, of course, the odds are stacked heavily against that, about a five in... One thousand eight hundred and twenty-six chance, I think. Uh, but you never know. Uh, I'd be happy with anything, really. Uh, the, the program had a special significance to me. I, I always look forward to my own birthday, just like Daniel. Uh, Place special stock in the date. Uh, you see, it was my eighth birthday that, uh, that set me on this path. Uh, I'd been fascinated by the early days of television watching when I was a child, and I—I—I I, I, I grew passionate. This was what I wanted to do. Uh, so that day, uh, I went up to my father in his study. I looked him in the eyes and I said to him, Father, I'm going to work in television. And and he just laughed. Uh, gave me a winning smile, a very condescending man. And he said to me, Peter, that sounds like a wonderful idea, a wonderful idea. But perhaps when you're older, eh? When you're older indeed, well, what a thing to say. Naturally, I did what any headstrong young man would do in that situation. I didn't say another word. I left my father's study, marched down the stairs. I went down the hallway, uh, past my mother in the kitchen, my my sister in the living room. Uh, I went out of our front door, and I went out of our house, you see, and I didn't look back. I just walked down the garden path, and I went down the road, and I, I kept walking, kept walking, kept walking, and never saw my family again. I did go back to visit them once when I was uh, when I was eleven, but uh, they, they they moved away. Uh, couldn't find my way back when I was eight. You see, I uh, got lost. Uh, uh, but eventually, I, I went into a, a children's home that I was passing by instead. Told a bit of a fib actually. You know, I went up to the lady and I, I said that I was an orphan, but I had a stroke of luck. You know, you see, the place was so badly run they never thought to check, so I was able to go on living there instead. Uh, well into my late thirties. I uh, never thought to leave, and the matrons never said anything. You know, increasingly over time, I just didn't fit in with the other children. Much bigger than them. But still, uh, made the most of it. Uh, saved up enough to put together a makeshift studio in the garden shed, and that's where it all began. I you know, made my first few BBC programmes there. Uh, Professor Zaney, of course, we covered a few weeks ago, and a few others as well, before Lime Grove and TV Centre beckoned. And every birthday, I, I thought to myself... It's another year since I started out in all this. And it never mattered that I'd not heard from them in, in that time. I always hoped for a telegram or something, but uh, they wouldn't have known where to find me, would they? By, by the time my name was coming up on the television, they'd all have been too old to be watching children's programmes. My sister was about uh, five years older than me, she was. I know where this fellow's got to. Well, uh, I must have been here about uh, an hour now, and there's uh, no sign of him yet. But uh, well, keep keep my hopes up, eh? Uh, and in the meantime, why don't we sit back and enjoy this very exciting commercial message? The Peter Fleming Blu-ray collection is an essential for TV fans everywhere. Build your own archive of Peter's classic programmes on shiny disc. Please note, disc format was impossible to understand. Collection is contained on 50 VHS tapes. Tape 1 contains a feature-length documentary featuring in-depth interviews with Peter and his colleagues. All colleagues scripted and impersonated by Peter Fleming. Tape 2 contains all surviving audio footage from throughout Peter's career recorded over the pictures of a Faulty Towers compilation. Matches up surprisingly well. Tapes 3 to 6 contain the rest of Faulty Towers with original audio intact. Tapes 7 to 19 contain various career highlights from John Cleese's career. Tapes 20 to 25 contain pages from CFAX. And tapes 26 to 50 contain all that again with audio commentary. Send off for yours today at just £20, plus delivery costs of £8,000. Warning, your purchase will be in breach of copyright law. John Cleese will hunt you down if you cross him. Order now! A real bargain, too, if I may say. And the collection will only grow as more programmes are returned. If they ever are, that is. Must <laughs> yeah. uh, be getting on for two hours here now. Still no sign of him. Uh, but, uh, but, but let's carry on passing the time... With this week's big interview. The big interview. Yeah, I had wanted to interview Roger actually, but um, he's he's not here. Um, well, I, well, I tell you what, there is someone coming actually. Uh, excuse me, you haven't seen anyone come by with any film cans, have you? Uh, round metal things about this big? Oh. No. Oh, no, no, it's quite all right. Well, I don't suppose you happen to know the time, do you? Two, two o'clock. Yes, thank you very much. A yeah. Yeah. couple of questions answered there. You know, I think that's the most successful big interview we've had yet. The big interview. Yeah, it's been another hour or so since then. Still no one, I'm afraid. Oh, I, I, I tell you what, let's give him a little bit longer to arrive by delving into the Audio Archive. Audio Archive Well, for today's audio treat, uh, I haven't any off-air clips to share. A uh, vast majority of episodes of Is It My Birthday uh, nobody recorded. And though many did record the birthday programmes themselves, they uh, enjoyed them so much they kept listening back and wore out all the tapes. Uh, ruined as far as I'm aware. Uh, but I do have this original music cue from the BBC Radiophonic Workshop. Uh, this was made to accompany a dream sequence for an episode in the series' fifth year as we finally began to take advantage of our late-night BBC Two slot and explore the psychological aspects of the wait for Daniel's birthday. Happy birthday to you Happy birthday to you If you've any idea where the visuals might be found, uh, get in touch. Uh, But I'd advise getting a medical check-up before watching them yourself. Uh, If I remember rightly, doing so can cause profound vomiting and profuse despair. I wonder who this chap's got to... Well, I couldn't tell you how long I've been here now, but it's starting to get dark. Still no sign of him. Uh, Too good to be true, eh? Uh, Still, uh, give give him a little longer before we give up altogether. eh? Uh, And it gives me time to read some of your own correspondence in... Messages from Beyond Uh, Well... Uh, including the message from Roger and the uh, Maritime Museum, uh, I've received four letters this week. Uh, all came in on the same day, and unfortunately their arrival alerted the father of the family, and he asked me rather colourfully to leave. Uh, that said, a tremendous thanks to his daughter, who said, and I quote, Please, Daddy, please can't we keep the man? No, Daddy, no, don't hit him. Get inside, Daisy! That, that's what he said back. Uh, but, but, but for now, at least... Uh, Philip in Romsey has got in touch again, saying, Any tips for a budding missing episode, Hunter? Uh, Well, Philip, uh, be honest, I suppose. Uh, Don't write to someone saying you've found something if you haven't. Don't uh, don't string them along. Uh, And lastly, uh, ah, it's uh, Gemma in Chichester again. Uh, She writes, "Uh, Sorry for getting the title of Into the Archives with Peter Fleming Wrong. (laughs) That's all right, Gemma. It's uh, lovely of you to put the effort in. Uh, And she goes on, I've made backup cassette copies of the first five episodes now. Are you sure you wouldn't like them? Uh, 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 All all right, Gemma, that that, that would be lovely. Thank you. It's nice to have something to show for today, after all. (laughs) In fact, uh, you could make a copy of this episode too, and then I've got the whole set. Uh, and here's the address to send them to, and for you at home to get in touch if you've any other leads. Peter Fleming, the corner by the giveaway sign, uh, Nightingale Road, uh, next to the roadside as well, actually, uh, Manchester. M. Ooh, at that, oh, I tell you what, uh, let's uh, look at Roger's letter. I'll give you the proper postcode for <laughs> once. Uh, what does he say? Uh, meet me at the corner by the giveaway sign, Nightingale Avenue, Manchester. M. Nightingale Avenue. Come on, come on, Nightingale. Oh no, oh no, Nightingale. There's Nightingale Avenue. Oh no, oh no, no, no. no. This is it, it's Nightingale Avenue, I have to give way sign. There's no one here. Has he been? There's no one here. I can't have, I can't have missed him. I, I can't, I can't have missed him. I can't, I can't have missed him. Hello, my friends. Peter here again. Well, it's a couple of hours on, and I've just found another letter from Roger attached to the correct giveaway sign, and it turns out it was a hoax after all. I've never been so grateful in all my life. (laughs) So, now that's all sorted, the address to get in touch is Peter Fleming, The Smelly Telephone Box, Nightingale Avenue, Manchester, M... Oh, I dropped the letter with the postcode on it. Uh, Ah, I tell you what, you can ring me at oh one six. It's been scribbled over. Well, however you get in touch, I look forward to hearing from you. Messages from beyond. That's about all we've got time for on into the archives this week, and indeed for this series. But the hunt goes on, and I'll return. Perhaps some of my programmes will too in the near future. Until then, my friends. Keep up the search, keep in touch, and stay tuned. Into the Archives was presented by Peter Fleming. His archivist and producer of the programme is Tom Burgess. Music and sound were found in a skip in made Vale by Peter Fleming and remastered by Tom Burgess. Is It My Birthday was written, produced and directed by Peter Fleming. Hot air balloons and elephants were provided each year by Shawcraft Models. The music clip was used without the permission of Mark Ayres and remastered by Tom Burgess. Vocals were by a young Peter Fleming and growling was by a rabid Dick Mills. Special rebukes to Roger K. Barrett. The Daleks were created by Terry Nation. This programme was a Peter Fleming production for... Posterity. So, don't forget me, will you?